it feels overwhelming and weirdly good to constantly be stressed out. I don't know any other way of operating. I've been this way for so long. The selected and celebrated extremely high achievers. It felt natural for me to try to chase that, even as I was burning out. Friends and family were like, this doesn't seem healthy for you, but I refuse to quit. I'm on constant alert all the time. I just don't know who I am when I'm not operating like this. Um, you know, she's kind of, she's a little bit running around in circles saying, I don't have time to talk. This recording was a little act of rebellion against Frazzledora. Time for reflection and growth is not time that's badly spent. And she forgets that. you know all these all these years of fighting my fighting myself <laughs> and the answer feels so simple now it was always there i'm emily eldredge and this is dark light truth where we dive into people's darkness reclaim their light and reveal their truth what you're about to hear is a real person going through an actual session of the drawing out process, my seven step emotional healing technique in which we draw out, talk with, and fully heal an inner part or parts at the core of a person's struggle. In every session, there's a new inner mystery for us to solve, compelling us to investigate who is the inner culprit causing the struggle, why is it there? And how is it trying to protect the person or itself? Once we hear its stories and its truths, we'll heal it. So that rather than hurting the person, it can now help them live their highest, most radiant truth. Every drawing out process session is filled with surprises, epiphanies, twists and turns. We never know what we will encounter, nor who. It all depends on the world that formed within that person in reaction to their life experiences, as well as what their inner wisdom deems is ready to heal once and for all. Listen closely, because you never know. Hearing someone else heal their darkness just might help you heal yours too. Join me now for my session with a very hardworking Portuguese-American woman named Dora. What you will hear is an edited version of her full two-hour and 45-minute session, which she volunteered to record for this podcast. Let's listen as she describes her struggle with workaholism that brought her here today, which we'll discover is fueled by much deeper fears than we are initially led to believe and which will ultimately teach us the incredible power that inner parts have in keeping us alive. 
Just so you know, every participant in the podcast is required to take my free 45-minute course, during which they learn how to draw out an inner part. Doris starts by describing something that she drew out, and we go from there. What I ended up drawing was like a version of myself as a computer sitting on a desk, um, but like with my eyes like X's, <laughs> like this computer is dead. Um, oh. And I, I, I chose that drawing. It took me, this was another thing that I like really worked on. I was like, I'm not sure, like who, who is it? What is inside me? Like what, what do I need to come out? <clears throat> and, uh, and I just started doodling and eventually I drew a computer and that, that kind of clicked. Like that really made a lot of sense to me. Um, because I am, uh, how do I want to say this? I have been taught that my, my purpose in some ways, you know, like coming from, um, an immigrant family, I think a lot of immigrant children feel this way, you know, mm -hmm. cause there's very much the, like, I didn't come to this country for you to not work hard. You know, I worked really hard. You have to work really hard. Um, yeah. and so I think I've been constantly taught my whole life that my purpose is to be productive, you know, be like an ant marching. Um, and for me, that really manifests as overworking myself. And I don't feel like, not to say I don't have joy in my life or anything, because I do, but I feel like the vast majority of my life is overshadowed by my need to be productive, mostly manifests itself as work, um, you know, where I'm always available. Obviously, this isn't just me. This is, I think, generally, culturally, this is how a lot of people operate. Um, but like always being available, always wanting to be seen as um, nice and productive and a good worker and like somebody that can be relied on. And then in my personal life, it manifests as like, you know, my poor husband, because, you know, he just wants to relax on a Saturday afternoon. And I'm like, no, we must meal prep for the week because I work so late every day that I don't have time to make dinner. So if you want something like good for dinner, we have to meal prep today. So it go gets in the fridge and there's like four things around the house that need to be fixed. And I need to call this person and I need to do that thing. And I need to run this errand and uh, whatever. Um, so there's just no, there's just very little true rest in my life. Um, and I have found that recently, for the first time ever, I have been oversleeping my alarm. Like, oh. I will wake up. I actually woke up just two weeks ago. I opened my eyes and I thought, wow, it's really bright in the room. <laughs> and I turned over and my alarm had been going off and auto snoozing for a full hour. <gasps> and I've never wow. done that in my whole life. I've never overslept my alarm like that. Um, but it happened yeah. twice in the last month. So I think, I think I'm breaking a little bit here, uh, but yeah. You use the word broken. Tell me about that. Oh, great question. Uh, I guess I use the word broken because I feel like Part of me that wants to slow down and recognizes, not just once, but like knows that I need to slow down 
and knows that I need to say no. Like, it just feels like it doesn't function or it's like trapped behind something, a wall. <laughs> the other part of Dora, it's like trapped behind a wall where the other Dora operates and the other other Dora is like, no, shush. That's, that's not who I am, even though like that part of me does exist. And I, I do want to like unlock that part and allow that part to, to operate. Um, so as you're saying this, are you seeing that? Like, could you draw that? What, what, what you're seeing there? Even if it's stick figures, it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah I think I can draw that. All right, I've got my little stick figures here. <laughs> good, good. All right, what you got there? Uh, so I drew uh, a, a brick wall, uh-huh. and on the back side, the left side of the wall, is uh, a version of me laying on a hammock with a sun, smiling, um, waving, <laughs> like like come on come on over <laughs> um and the other the dora on the other side of the wall uh-huh. is a dora with like crazy hair and crazy eyebrows like sort of mouth in a scream um saying no must do all the things and is the wall tell me about the wall Well, I mean, it's, uh, I don't I didn't put much thought into the wall. I just made a brick. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, logically I having this conversation and almost like taking a step outside of myself to, to like hear myself talk. I, I, I know logically that it's the wall is, is, is breakable. You know, all walls are breakable. Um, I could go ahead and draw in a little hammer or sledgehammer or bulldozer or something like the wall could be taken down, but it feels like such a strong, like, it, it just feels like such a strong presence. Like the wall is still stronger than me. Yeah. And so I, I don't yet have the tools to take it down, to dismantle it. What are, what are the names of those different characters that you've drawn? And trust whatever well, comes. Um, hmm. You know, I am tempted to call like sort of the the frazzled Dora just Dora. Okay. Because that's that's how I've operated for for so long that like that just feels like who I am. You know, everybody knows me as like the person who gets stuff done, as like the accountability partner. You know, so like this sort of frazzled to-do list person mm-hmm. feels like me. And the okay. relaxing Dora on the other side of the wall feels like 
you know, somebody that I've, I've heard about and I feel like I know, but like, isn't really me exactly. And if this is okay, if I can call it frazzled Dora and <laughs> yeah. relaxing Dora and wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause we need to call it a name other than you. Um, other than just Dora because that gets very confusing yeah (laughs) so it appears that what we have here is two very opposite parts of Dora that are quite clearly at odds with each other represented by the fact that they are divided by a wall what are we going to do with these two let's see how this goes do any of them feel like they need to speak or want to speak or have something to share and if not that's okay yeah, I mean, I can I can see relaxing Dora asking like why? Why don't you just hang out with me? Let's get to know each other. You know, why why don't you just just chill? Just take 20 minutes. You don't have to give up a whole day. You can you can watch one show and hang out on the couch. Doesn't make you a less of a person. Um, you know, that task on your to-do list, nobody's going to die if you don't do it. Um, you know, the house is not going to fall down if you don't add the extra outlet in the basement or something. No. <laughs> you know, whatever fix needs to be done. Yeah. I'm just curious if as you were saying those things, you felt any resistance inside you to what she was saying. Um, I don't want to say it was resistance, but there's definitely a, ha, 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 ha. you say it's that easy. <laughs> oh, okay. Who was saying that? <laughs> Frazzle Dora. Frazzle Dora. Okay. So she was like, ha ha. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Sure, honey. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> does it sound like Frazzledora wants to speak <laughs> yes okay um you know she's kind of she's a little bit running around in circles saying I don't have time to talk but <laughs> she's willing to I love it I love it perfect so even though Frazzledora claims she just doesn't have time to speak with me she still agrees to speak Dora is awake and aware through the whole conversation. So I hear that you're running around, you're super busy, you're super frazzled and stressed out. What's going on? Well, there is, there's a lot to do all Mm -hmm. the time. The to-do list, um, no matter how many things we check off, keeps growing. Mm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's basically in a constant state of equilibrium. I can knock four things off today and four things will find their way on there tomorrow. So there is uh, incentive to keep going um, all the time. And uh, hopefully, you know, in 10 years, I'll be able to rest a little bit more. Um, once the sort of intensity of the my career building phase of life is over and I'm like, you know, a little closer to retirement in my 50s. Um, But for right now, there's just a lot to do. So how does that feel? Tell me about how it feels to, I mean, I'll I'll just tell you, like one of the words that comes to mind is overwhelming. 
does that feel overwhelming? Like, what are some of the emotions that come up for you, Frazzled Dora? Yeah, overwhelming for sure. Uh, but there's also a, a sense of satisfaction, maybe like a little bit of a sick satisfaction in constantly going um, and, you know, pride in the overwhelm. Like I can still get things done and, um, you know, nobody, nobody can stop me. Nobody, nobody can tell me otherwise. I can do what I want to do. So um, it feels overwhelming and weirdly good to constantly be stressed out. I don't know any other way of operating. I've been this way for so long. I mean, it sounds like you're very, almost like that's your identity is to be really, really busy. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Definitely my identity is to be busy. And that's how I've always marketed myself as like a good employee and a good coworker. Um, you know, you will find me doing things all the time and getting things done. And you're never going to wonder if I'm slacking off or if I'm taking time off or not where I should be. Like you can rest assured that my number one goal always is to, is to get things done. Yeah. So then it's understandable too. Like, well, you know, Hey, if I'm feeling good and I'm getting things done and other people are telling me I'm doing a good job, why would I want to stop? You got to keep going. Right. And you know, I, I don't want to, I don't ever want my employer to have a reason to let me go or to think that they can't trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, it also makes me feel like I'm in control of my own image and, uh, how people perceive me. So, you know, I, I think that if it were between me and someone else who wasn't visibly working so hard um, and putting in so many hours, you know, potentially I would be the one to stay if they had to let a, one of us go. So it's, it's a way of prote protecting myself and, and controlling the outcome. Yeah, I appreciate it, Frazzledor, that you said that. It is a way of protecting yourself, isn't it? Let me ask you this, Frazzle Dora. Are you aware of Dora? Yes. <laughs> she yeah. tries to sneak up every once in a while. <laughs> ah, okay. And when we talk about Dora, are we talking about um, uh, relaxing Dora or a different Dora? Yeah, relaxing Dora. Slow down Dora. Yeah. And what does she do? What does she say? She asks me whether the to-do list is actually important uh whether something actually needs to be done now what's the worst that's going to happen if i don't complete the things that i want to do whether it's at work or in personal life um she tries to make plans with family and friends um at really inconvenient times but you know I'm just going to come back home from those plans and keep on working. 
So what we have here in Frazzled Dora is what I call a controller. A controller is one of the three types of inner struggles that I've identified through the drawing out process. But this controller is different from Harry the manhole cover in Josh's session, whereas Harry was much more of a suppressing type of controller, you know, holding Josh down. This one, Frazzled Dora, is really pushing Dora to work harder, to never rest. And notice also that she used the word control quite a few times. She's really trying to control Dora and keep her moving, keep her going in good stead with her employer and for other people to see her as responsible, etc. So the question now is, how, when, why did Frazzled Dora first form within Dora? So I'm curious, have you been this way forever? Or would you remember the first time you felt this way, Frazzled Door? Like, was there a moment or a period of your life when suddenly you felt like you needed to be this way? Just curious. Um, I think I've got sort of two points that I could talk about. The first is I feel like I've generally always been kind of a high achiever Mm-hmm. always wanted to do do everything and be the helper be the doer even in my friend group because I don't drink you know my friends and I would go out even in in college and like I would be the designated driver even if I didn't want to be even if I didn't feel like driving my drunk friends home at night it like made me feel good to be the the doer and the helper at all times mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much so that they bought me a designator driver hat. Uh, <laughs> Literally uh-huh. said, I am the DD on it. And, you know, they would like make me wear it out at a bar. You know, the bartender would know, oh, you're the person who's like in charge of this drunk person. Got it. Um, but I think that it got significantly worse when or more pronounced maybe is a better way to say it when I became a teacher, a high school teacher in 2004, because that program really um, celebrated, they selected and celebrated extremely high achievers Mm -hmm. who went above and beyond. And it felt natural for me to try to chase that even as I was even as I was burning out in my, even in my first year of teaching Mm. and like so much so that friends and family were like, are you sure you want to keep teaching? Are you sure? Mm. Like this doesn't seem healthy for you, but I refused to quit. And, Mm. you know, I stayed in the classroom for a few years for my commitment. And in the end it, it was like, Oh, I survived. This was fine. It was fine. I survived. And now I don't know how to not operate at a level that high and put that much pressure on myself at all times. Yeah. What are you afraid would happen if you were to slow down? Which is, what are some of your biggest fears? I think that the actual biggest fear, like I can list off lots of little fears that essentially culminate in I... I just don't know who I am when I'm not operating like this. 
and oh. it would feel like I'm losing like an essential piece of me to not be this way mm. or to minimize that piece of me. That sounds like a really big fear. Where does that come from? It's it's very much a part of my upbringing. Mm. My my parents are like this too. Mm. Um, even in retirement, they've not stopped working. They both they're almost eighty. They both continue working a couple days a week. We we as all the kids like they're you know me and my siblings we all think that they should just go ahead and retire completely and move back to Portugal and spend literally the end of their lives having some some enjoyment with you know the family that's still alive. They were they were they were the youngest youngest of their own siblings and so lots of our my aunts and uncles have already passed and we want them to be able to enjoy that time with them. They, they left their family and they came to the U.S. to give their kids a better life. And so now they should go ahead back and give themselves the end of life that we see they deserve, but they kind of, ref they refuse. And so seeing them just work really hard their whole lives, even up to this point in their life at almost 80, it's like, that's, that's what was modeled for me. That's the, it's all I know. It's all I've seen. I can't, you know, my, my siblings are, are very much like this too. So I can't imagine any other way of being. Also, I would ask Frazzle Dora, do you see, did you see your parents receiving positive feedback from others for their constant doing, doing, doing? In other words, did the people around them see them as successful and reliable and all those things? Yeah, our family, you know, back in Portugal definitely sees them as a successful American part of the family. Mm. They were able to send some U.S. dollars back in the early 90s when the Portuguese economy was was crashing before Portugal adopted the euro. They built a nice house, you know, just using their American dollars. And that was like a really big deal to be able to do that. Do you feel that pressure? Like, well, I have to do my own thing. I have to have my own legacy. I have to work really hard and be just as successful um, to validate or make them feel good for having worked so hard to help me and create this life for me. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And okay. especially since I'm the only one who didn't have children, my parents very much saw me as a little bit of a, of a black sheep and questioned oh. whether I was like truly fulfilled. And so it's easier to show that I am with being successful in other ways. I see. So it's like, there's a lot to prove Frazzle Dora. Yeah. Well, so is there anything else that you want to share, Frazzle Dora? Any other thoughts or feelings or stories, realizations, anything? I feel like I am just constantly being reinforced 
mm. by by everyone. And you know, when when relax Dora, when slow down Dora comes out, you know, people people may say, "Go for you!" Like boundaries and self care are good, but that's not really the side of Dora that actually gets celebrated or recognized. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing in that is the desire and the need to be celebrated and recognized for others to really appreciate you and value you. Yeah. So what we've been hearing from Frazzled Dora is that Dora's work ethic comes from the people around her, the pressure she's received, from the validation she's also received for being such a hard worker and getting the positive strokes, but also as kind of an overcompensation for the fact that she didn't have children. At the same time, though, Dora's workaholism has been badly impacting her relationships and her mental-emotional well-being. So the question is, is Frazzled Dora ready to let this go? It sounds like, gosh, you've been working so hard for so long. Yeah, I feel like I have. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to keep doing this forever? No. No. Yeah. So just for fun, even if it feels so foreign to you, like, how would you rather feel? What would you rather do if you weren't just constantly going, going, going? I would rather feel like I had more of a balance. Like I'm not always kind of fighting with myself mm. on how to use the little time I have during the day and to give myself a little bit of even occasional permission to stop stop communicating with work you know at five yeah so like have healthier <clears throat> have more time to myself yeah and if you were to feel okay having that time frazzled Dora like what would feel good for you? Like, oh, how would I spend that time? It feels so good. Pro probably sleep, <laughs> nap occasionally. Okay, yeah, nap, um, okay. Yeah. I, right now, so I, my really single hobby, I guess I have two hobbies. One is, is reading, and I, I read and I listen to audiobooks. Uh, my other hobby is like running and yoga. And right now I kind of have to like, even though I I love doing both of those things, I like fight myself to get up at like 5.30, 6am every day to, to make sure I get that run in or to get the yoga in. And I would probably give myself permission to do those things in the afternoon instead you know, um, because if I weren't trying to be so productive all night, whether work or personal, I would maybe be able to go out and do six miles, which is only an hour, like one hour is in a huge ask of time. 
I can do that in the afternoon and maybe let myself sleep in a little bit or have a more leisurely morning. Maybe take yeah. actually take a class. Like I've always wanted to learn martial arts. Maybe I could finally take a class because all those classes are, are in the evenings and I never do them because I don't stop working in time. Okay. Wow. How does that feel when you think about that? Great. It feels truly, it feels impossible. Like I don't even, I don't even know how to not, like I said, I don't know how to not be this way. And so it just feels like a big dream. So after a bit more conversation with Frazzled Dora, it continued to feel as though she wasn't quite getting there. She really just wasn't ready to let go of this job. So I thought, you know what, why don't I go back to talking to Dora? Because here's the thing, sometimes from my perspective, I'm feeling like we're not really getting anywhere. But then when I go back to talk to the person, they'll say, oh, wow, I had some incredible epiphanies and that actually shifts were happening without me even being aware of them. So I figure, let's talk to Dora again and see what's going on with her. How, how are you feeling? I feel, I'm feeling a little bit emotionally drained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. A lot of, of revelations. <laughs> ah, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, on some level, I've, I already knew a lot of these mm. things and I recognized them, but just never had the chance to, I don't, I felt these things is, is what I should say. I felt mm. these things, but never articulated them or really like put those words and feelings outside of myself. I know that it's, it's unhealthy for not just for me, but for like my relationships to constantly operate on such a high level of go, 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 you know, like I lose out on, on quality time with my, my husband. Um, because instead of, spending time instead of spending true quality time with him he's like running errands with me or I'm leaving him behind so I can run an errand or I'm making us solve solve problems instead of instead of just enjoying our time together I am not the best version of me at work I, when I was interviewing for my new job and they asked what was, what, you know, what's, what are some of your strengths and what are some of your weaknesses? I could, I could honestly say, you know, my biggest weakness is that I, I work too much, which sounds so ridiculous and cliche, but like, no, truly I work so much to the point that I am burnt out and miserable and that's not Mm. good for the people that I work with and it's not good for me and on some level saying no I have to understand that saying no 
or saying, I don't have the bandwidth for that, or what do you want me to reprioritize in order to do that for you? Like that's not going to actually cause me to lose my job. And yet I don't say those things. I just keep saying yes. And then I work until nine or 10 every day and I'll work all day Saturday and give up time, free time that I might've had in order to, to please somebody who's not me. And then in like a sick way, I tell myself it's a way to please me and my, myself because I'm being so productive. But actually like I feel tired and miserable. Oh, yeah. In a way it feels like I'm squandering the choice to to be child free. <laughs> you know, like so many of my friends obviously are so they're so happy to be moms no mm -hmm. matter how exhausted they are no matter how much of a burden it can be like all but one of them had told me that like this was the right life choice for them and mm -hmm. whatever time they lose to figure out hard things related to their kids is totally worth it and mm -hmm. Instead of, instead of enjoying the theoretical time that I was giving myself to bring myself joy in other ways, I'm not. I'm just adding more work and problem solving and, yeah, work and problem solving to my plate. Like I'm cheating myself in a way out of out of the joy. Okay. Um, you know, you drew before the frazzled Dora on the wall and relaxing, slow down Dora. I'm curious um, how that appears to you now. What does it look like? Has it changed at all? Frazzledora feels a little less frazzled, maybe, and is looking a little more beat down, a little worse for the wear. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to redraw her? You don't have the whole scene. It's up to you. It's whatever feels good for you. Okay, what you got there? So, in lieu of the previous Frazzledora, I drew Adora, whose hair is still frazzled. She still has sort of lightning bolts coming out of the top of her head. Uh -huh. uh, but instead of like a mean and screaming face, it's more like a resigned, like long frown, closed eyes. I didn't redraw relaxing door though does she look any different no she's still back there like hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
She's still chilling. She's still in her hammock waving. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be this way. It's what she's trying to say over the wall. So what I'm always listening for in an inner part is that they're more calm, open, and receptive to a new way of being. So the fact that Frazzled Dora isn't you know, running around and just continually working and going crazy is actually a good sign. Unfortunately, she's just resigned, though. She's not quite there yet. She's not entirely happy with this new possible way of being. But you know what? Let's just take her through the next couple of steps and see what happens. You know, her intentions have been good. So how would it feel if I were to guide you to thank Frazzled Dora for what she's been trying to do for you? Would that be okay? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, yes. And also, <laughs> like, I'm hesitant to thank her because it's been, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> because it's too much. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, thank, thank you so much for saying that. So here I'll explain. It's thanking her for what she's been trying to do for you. So it's not like, thanks for overwhelming the shit out of me. No, it's <laughs> like, I, you know, thank you for what you've been trying to do and acknowledging how hard she's worked. That's basically what I'm going to guide you to do. Okay. So normally I don't include much of the thanks step, but it turns out that what Dora says to Frazzled Dora is pivotal in revealing the deeper, more profound reason why Frazzled Dora has been doing this job and has thus far refused to fully let it go. persistence to keep going has helped me through some some pretty rough times when I was feeling like I didn't know if I wanted to even live anymore so thank you for helping me get through that those periods too Wow, I just want to stop for a moment and acknowledge what you said, where she actually in some ways helped keep you alive through some tough stuff. Yeah, there were times when just waking up and knowing I had to live through that day was impossible. And so, you know, finding a therapist was something that she put on my to-do list and getting on antidepressants, so. Wow, amazing. She saved your life. Yeah. So did you hear what I just heard? That Frazzled Dora has been doing far more than just giving her significance and helping her get validation from her parents and from others. Frazzled Dora saved Dora's life when she was suicidally depressed. And I just want to take a moment right now to point out that a lot of times when it comes to things like workaholism, the way people can tend to approach it is, well, I just need a time management course, or I just need to go to a spa and relax for a while. 
But unless those deeper fears are addressed, the cycle will continue. That's why it is so incredibly important that we get to the core fears and core beliefs and core issues that fuel these behaviors within us. So now that this truth about Frazzled Dora has been revealed, let's take her through the explain step and see what you think about whether or not Frazzled Dora sounds like she's done yet. How'd she respond to that? With, uh, you'll be back. With what? Uh, you'll be back. Like you'll, she's saying that to you? Yeah, you'll be back to me. Oh! <laughs> So tell me what she means by that. <laughs> that uh, despite my, my best efforts in the past, I have always gone back to rely on how she operates. Oh, interesting. You know, so kind of a, we've been here before. <laughs> Oh, so she didn't really take it seriously, what you said. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Right, exactly. So she's not really believing it. And um, let me ask you this. How are you feeling? Are you not believing it either? Or are you genuinely like, no, I really am ready to, to start a new phase here? I really, I really want to start a new phase. Really, really, really. Mm-hmm. Like... <clears throat> just, you know, when we, you and I first discussed this, this recording, you know, at first I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Of course. Like, I would love that. And then when I saw that it was a, a three hour commitment, you know, plus the pre-work, I was like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> there's too many other things I need to do. <laughs> uh huh. So this was, this was a little act of rebellion against oh, Frazzle Dora. Okay. Time for reflection and growth is not time that's badly spent. And she forgets that. These parts cause problems for us, usually because they'll take us over. Like they take control over us. Instead of you being in control. And I'm not saying controlling them, but that it's you, you know, you're making a conscious choice. So like, for example, there may be times when it's like, yeah, I got to put my nose to the grindstone and I got to work really hard. But at the same time, I can choose, I have full control over whether or not I work really hard or whether or not I choose to relax and hang out with my husband, you see, but up to now she's been the one in control. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be nice to just sort of like, feel like you want to work hard when you want to work hard yeah and honestly hearing you say that is like whoa it never even occurred to me that that would be an option uh okay right well she's been a very big very powerful very present part of you for a very long time but she 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 is not who you are she is a part of you that's a freaking awesome part of you but who's been overworking? She's been over overactive and actually overreactive. Yeah. 
it just gets tiring. And I know that my intention is always, nope, we are going to heal that part of you. So it's not a compulsion for you anymore. It's more of a, this is a, now a part of your power as opposed to something you have to manage. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I like the, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. And you, did you notice how you went? Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of what I listen for. It's a good sign. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> good. Good. This is wonderful. So I asked her a few more questions, and her answers really solidified for me that no, Frazzle Dora was not done doing her job just yet. Usually when this happens, when an inner part has already gone through most of the steps of the process, and yet it still hasn't let go of its job or its feeling or its behaviors, that indicates to me that there's something that it hasn't yet shared that it needs to share, or maybe that it needs to hear in order for it to fully release and be at peace so the person can be at peace. So I asked Dora if I could go back to talking to Frazzledora, and she said yes. So here's Frazzledora again. As always, Dora is fully awake and aware through our whole conversation. So I hear that you've been like, you know, watching the proceedings and paying attention to what's going on. What are your What are your thoughts about things? Well, my thoughts are that. Dora um, has tried to find balance before and has made changes in her life to keep me at, at bay and to not let me take over. But she... has consistently fallen back into needing me. And so I'm not convinced yet that this is the time that she's going to make a different decision when this conversation's over. So I'm just curious, like, how did it feel for you when that pattern happens? Like, do you like seeing her? get out of balance do you like seeing her you know fall back into that old pattern again no frankly it's exhausting for me too because I have to be constantly on I have to be constantly on yeah so it sounds like you feel like you've had to pick up the pieces a lot Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's kind of like I'm, I'm on constant alert all the time. I feel like I'm in a, a constant battle with her. Yeah. What are you afraid would happen if you weren't here to pick up the pieces? Probably that she would just kind of break down back into depression like she used to be, like she used yeah. to do. And you don't ever want her to fall back into that again. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. You were really there for her. You know, you kept her alive. Yeah. It's a really heavy job to have to do. 
Yeah, it, it was very heavy. Very heavy. That's, that's accurate. Yeah. It was not a fun job to do. Is there something that Dora could say or do to help you feel more safe, relaxing into a new role of just being there to support her, but not feeling like you have to take over? What would help you feel better and reassured? If I saw that she was making uh, healthy decisions for herself. So what's an example of a healthy decision in your mind? Like going, just saying no to things when her initial gut reaction is to say no. Oh, interesting. And to just, I think, say no more in general and not obsess and stress over making even the smallest decisions because not every decision is that important. That she stresses about every decision. You didn't use the word boundaries, but almost like set some boundaries. Like she can say no. It's okay for her to say no to things. Yeah. And also to not feel like every decision is like a life or death, you know, make or break her life decision. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that, Frasledore, is actually I'm hearing that you both want the same things. <laughs> it seems so. And, and you know what I'll, I have to say, Frazzledore, I loved one of the things you, especially loved one of the things you said. And that was, I want her to trust her gut when she feels that she should say no to something. Is that yeah. what you said? That's right. She doesn't trust her own decision-making skills, even when she's made it this far and it's been just fine. So just for fun, just to get even more specific, like what's one thing, like really specific, it could be small thing that she could do that to you, it would be like, yes, good. She's trusting herself. Like, is, like something maybe specific in her life right now that she might've been struggling with or. Yesterday, she actually made a decision where she trusted her gut and made a really difficult request. Um for her own well-being, like she asked, she, she told somebody at work that she just couldn't do a thing that was asked of her, and she just said, sorry, that's just, it is not possible, and where, whereas before she would have always just said, yeah, I'll do it, I'll get it done. Oh, okay, so how did that feel for her? and how did that feel for you quite frankly it felt relieving for the both of us because now I don't have to figure out a way for her to get things done <laughs> this extra thing done oh my gosh <laughs> so that worked for both of you yes that's fabulous were you so proud of her in that moment yes because she had been struggling with how to make that request how to how to say this thing so how are you feeling in terms of like her trusting her ability to actually move forward in a new phase in which she 
can do what's right for her and make good decisions for herself. I mean, she might make mistakes sometimes. That's okay. But generally, like, do you feel more trusting of her that, yeah, she can, she can do this. Do you believe in her? Yeah. I've seen her make a, a couple decisions lately that are pointing in the right direction. Um, and so I think that she's start finally starting to, to come around to, to not needing me to be her autopilot. Mm. And how are you feeling? Are you feeling more relaxed or is there anything still bothering you? That's kind of going, oh, I don't know if I can quite let go control just yet. Just, just checking to see how you're feeling. Um, frazzled Dora. Well, I am the, I'm the part of her that helps her maintain control. Mm-hmm. So letting go of control is definitely a challenge mm. for me. Is there anything you feel that you could do that would feel good for you in terms of ways that you're like, oh, I could do this. I could help her do that. I could support her in this way. This would feel good. And you, and that wouldn't wear you out. Cause remember, we also don't want you to get worn out either. Right. I want her to trust herself, trust in her decision-making skills, um, to not, uh, feel like every decision she makes is going to be a right or a wrong decision. Um, like her decisions are just her decisions. And those are like next steps that she takes in her day-to-day life. And it's okay to not worry about them. Mm. yeah like does she feel it when something's right yes but she's also been trained to not trust herself okay is it certain people have trained her or like are you part of that um yeah you know I I became part of that because people in her life made her feel that way. And so when she turned to me, I guess I kind of reinforced it. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to keep doing that though? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, thank you for spending this extra time with me, Frazzledor. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I don't think so. Um, I think it's it's time for for me to finally take a step back. Good. Yeah, thank you for your help. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. So did you hear the request that Frazzled Dora made? She wants Dora to set boundaries and trust herself and honor her intuition and follow through on what it's telling her. And yet what's so surprising and counterintuitive about that is that Frazzled Dora is the one who's been undermining those things within Dora. Frazzled Dora is the reason why Dora is not trusting herself, not honoring her own boundaries, working past the point of exhaustion, not trusting her own intuition. And Frazzled Dora even acknowledges that, you know, that she's been kind of part of the problem. 
But that's why it's so important for us to get to the core of why these parts exist and what they really want for the person, which is often wildly contrary to the way they're behaving and the impact they're actually having on that person. So this is classic for a controller, that the way Frazzled Dora has been behaving and treating Dora is having exactly the opposite effect of what Frazzled Dora ultimately wants for Dora. So we go back to talking to Dora and see if you notice any change in Frazzled Dora as a result of our second round of conversation with her. When you see uh, the scene, the Frazzled Dora and relaxing Dora, like what's there now? What's going on? I think the wall's going to start coming down out of necessity to all three Doras. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I will need relaxing Dora to process all of this today. Oh, what's going on with her? She's just chilling. She's just waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's her whole point. That's the whole point. I've been here yeah. the whole time and... Uh, you kind of keep ignoring that I exist, but I'm here. What does Frazzled Dora look like? Um, she's lying down right now. Okay. She's What's uh, that giggle about? <laughs> she's finally she's finally taken a rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Have you drawn her? Do you want to draw her? She appears now. Yeah. My husband and I uh, have a joke that whenever something is really relieving, like we hear good news about something we've been worried about or whatever, if we're really exhausted, we just lie down exactly in the spot where we're at, even if it's like the middle of the kitchen floor. Oh, um, I love it. And that's yeah. That's Rasseldor is doing. She's lying down oh. exactly in the spot in which she was. Oh, that's with her great. Eyes closed. That is great. And her hair is not as frazzled. Is she? Is she, let me make sure. She is she feel like she's done with her job? Yeah, I think so. Okay, she's not going to suddenly like jump back into trying to you know save the day. No. And, and if she tries, you know, it's, I think I feel better equipped to, to tell her, tell her it's okay. Take a step back. You can chill. You can go Good. back to lying on the floor. Yeah. So like, what is a way that would feel good for you? It's always got to feel good for you, but what's a way that would feel good for you that she could, you know, maybe bring something to your attention or, you know, just convey some wisdom, some insights that she has. Just like a, a a gentle a gentle reminder, um, okay. you know that she's here, she exists, and not like a a takeover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now that Frazzled Dora has finally let go of her job and is laying flat on the floor. 
It's time to take Dora through the final step of the process, which is to do a final drawing that shows how maybe this part or she or other parts have transformed. And what Dora draws, ugh, just melts my heart. I think I'm gonna go ahead and keep Apple Dora on the ground. Um, but I'm gonna have Relax Dora uh, be bringing a little blanket and pillow. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Okay. Oh, so like Relax Dora is taking care of Frazzle Dora. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so precious. <laughs> She's got her little, she's got a little pillow and a blanket now. Wow. I think that's the first time that's ever happened in a session. <laughs> really? Yeah, like where one has come along, at least certainly in that way, like laying a blanket and like, you know, like where one has come along and been like, okay, I'm going to take care of you now. That's so precious. Yeah, I think that's ultimately the, the learning here for me is that, uh, you know, the one is not a lazy version of me or anything. It's really just there to take care of all parts of me, remind me that all parts of me need to be taken care of. Mm, how does that feel, having that realization? Man, it's like, you know, all these, all these years of fighting my fighting myself, <laughs> and the answer feels so simple now. It was always there. She just wants to take care of me. Yeah. You know, all these parts have been trying to take care of you the best way they could, the best way they knew. You know. So now they're just learning a new way, or at least Frazzledora is. It sounds like relax things slow down dora is already she's such a lovely caretaker and that's she's now she gets to do her job yeah you know without any pushback so yeah i think so it's beautiful <laughs> thank you it's, this is really really nice i'm looking forward to making healthier decisions for myself <sighs> what a journey <laughs> yeah. About a week after our session, I caught up with Dora to find out how she and Frazzled Dora and Relaxing Dora were doing. Dora said, you know, I really didn't know what to expect from the session. I didn't know what was going to come out. I've been in standard therapy for so many years. I've already worked through a lot, so I wasn't sure what I would talk about. But then... We had a very fruitful three-hour conversation that in five to six years of therapy, it's never occurred to me to say any of those things. Dora said it was truly, really, really cathartic. It really brought big things out of me. She said that our session accelerated the release of this burden she was carrying of the responsibility of work. And she realized, you know, it's time to let it go not be responsible for everything. I can be responsible for my own things, 
but I don't need to add things to my plate to feel useful and productive because I already am. And sadly, from where I sit, too many of us have frazzled Doras inside of us, pushing to work ourselves to the bone. Maybe you're one of those people I definitely used to be. But the reality is that it's not healthy for any of us. As much as these controllers can fuel our success, they can also sabotage it. And they can cause us to never feel fully satisfied with who we are and what we do. Only when we really get to the core reasons why and heal those parts, that's when we can experience this peace inside, that we are enough and we are doing enough just as we are. If you'd like to see the drawings from this session, go to darklighttruth.com and scroll down to the drawings section. If you want to learn how to draw out your own inner struggles and strengths, you can take our free 45-minute course in our free Change Light community. Simply go to community.changelight.world, where you can also discuss episodes of Dark Light Truth in a safe, supportive space and get my insights about them. If you are interested in going through the drawing out process privately with me over the phone or in person, go to changelight.world forward slash coaching. If you'd like to apply to go through the drawing out process for this podcast, please apply at changelight.world forward slash apply. If you enjoy Dark Light Truth, please post a review and share an episode with your family and friends. This raises our ratings and enables us to help even more people. Dark Light Truth was recorded on Riverside.fm and edited with GarageBand. The music is from Tribe of Noise and Soundstripe. I especially want to thank my parents, Susan and Link Eldridge, and my husband, Paco Torres, all of whom have been incredibly loving, patient, and wise mentors for me in my work. The drawing out process is not therapy, and I am not a licensed therapist. I developed this work myself, and I am its exclusive owner and guide. Whether you are a seeker or practitioner, please respect that this is my proprietary work and it must be properly led in order for it to be fully effective. Do not try to do this process on your own. Thanks. start a conversation like this you don't exactly know where it's going to end so yeah <laughs> I'm with you <ya. laughs> <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> it's fun it's an adventure it's a discovery it's I mean there's just so much richness inside of you 